Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, it feels like it's been it's been years, but it's been it's been a week. <laughs> well, two. <laughs> we held down the fort for you, Sherry, while you were gone. <laughs> it has been a week. It has. <laughs> That's for sure. I always listen when I'm not around, when I'm not hearing my own voice, and ah, it made me miss you guys. Aww. But you're fine without me. Never. Well, <laughs> never. Well, what were you? What have you been up to? Well, my parents were visiting, so I took them to Disneyland. They haven't been in, in years, so it was very exciting. They saw Avengers Aww. Campus for the first time. We did Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters, which is like the perfect parent attraction, by the way, but also the perfect hmm. attraction for me. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so that. cute. I love that ride so much. Aww. And I also got to see Olivia Rodrigo's concert in person, <gasps> the Sour Tour, here at the Greek Theater. Wow. Oh my gosh. You guys, she is such an all-star. I am forever impressed by her many talents. She's also an incredible live performer. I've never felt more young or more old than I had <laughs> felt at that <laughs> concert. <laughs> she has her fans really span the age range and I'm here for it. It was such a good show. I'm going to relive it on Disney Plus. <laughs> I love well, that. And, and speaking of Disney Plus, our fantastic guest today coming up, Judy Greer, star or one of the fabulous stars of Hollywood Stargirl, which is on Disney Plus. And She's lovely and yes. she, people know her from everything and anything. She's just so talented. And so uh, stick around for that. Tony, what have you been up to? I know what you've been up to. I got to see you. <laughs> there is photo evidence, but I'm here on the left coast this week, everybody. Yay! So fun. I was able to host a panel with the cast and creators from Love, Victor on the Disney lot celebrating pride. It was so great to see you. Jeffrey. It's great to see you and too, so Tony. many of our friends. And that's the highlight of, of my week, just being here, spending time with that cast and a lot of our cast here in Burbank. Well, you did a great job. Congratulations. And it was thank fun. You, and thank you. Yes, it was lovely. They had Mickey and Minnie out on the lot, Sherry. It was really, really fun. Ah, ah, very cool. So fun. What have you been up to, Jeffrey? Well, like you, I went to Disneyland and had an incredible time. I carpooled down with our pal Carly Wiesel and ran into a whole bunch of our fabulous media friends like Brooke McDonald and AJ Wolf and Adrian Vincent Phoenix and Mike Celestino. So many awesome media pals who it was wonderful Ooh. to see. But the highlights, of course, were it was my first time seeing right. the Main Street Electrical Parade since it's been back and the new yes. folks so beautiful. It just, oh. it was just amazing. And my first time seeing Fantasmic since it's been back. And oh. I, that's right. I am in awe of that show. And it, it is just such a spectacle and bravo to the cast members who just put on such a, such a great show. So had a blast. And of course, ate like everything in sight at the Pim Test Kitchen. I mm. Sherry, I had shawarma. I had both shawarmas. I had the, the <laughs> not so little chicken should. sandwich. I had tater tots. I had the impossible <laughs> meatball. It was a, an Epicurean disaster for me, but all delicious. <laughs> Something else delicious that I've been sinking my teeth into is mm. Obi-Wan. I Big love time. this show so much. 
so much brilliant and i'm obsessed so if you're watching obi-wan hit me up i want to know what you think i just don't want to talk about all these twists because if there may be some people mm. who are still waiting to watch it I so know. i don't want to like there's it's so many too so crazy but we got a lot of news to get to so we're going to jump from the galaxy of star wars to the marvel cinematic universe disney plus has announced when we get to see baby groot and on august 10th i am groot debuts so good oh, the poster is adorable mm -hmm. and the shorts of course are going to be following baby groot's glory days growing up and getting into trouble among the stars so Looking forward to that. Something else, MCU on Disney Plus. We had the pleasure of talking to Sochi Gomez about this movie. We had the pleasure of talking to Danny Elfman about this movie. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness comes to Disney Plus on June 22nd. So if you have not seen the movie, see it then, listen to the podcast again. I'm just saying there's lots of good, exciting <laughs> stuff coming to Disney Plus from the MCU. Indeed. We have lots of good research material here mm -hmm. as well, Indeed. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, next up on Disney Plus, you guys, the new trailer for Trevor the Musical has been released just in time for Pride Month. And this is really cool, y'all. It's the film version of the off-Broadway stage production. And like you mentioned a few weeks ago, the musical is based on the 1995 Academy Award-winning short film Trevor, which ultimately inspired the founding of LGBTQ youth advocacy and crisis prevention group, The Trevor Project. Really exciting to see this coming just a few weeks. Trevor the Musical Start streaming June 24th on the Disney Plus. You can see the incredible trailer right now on the Disney Plus YouTube page. I'm really excited for this. I love Trevor the film. I did a lot of work and, and I'm a supporter of the Trevor project. And now the musical is just terrific. And, and so really excited that everyone's going to get a chance to see that. Big time. That is awesome. I can't wait. Well, in more movie news, Walt Disney Animation Studios just released a trailer and a poster for Strange World. Yes, I Yay. can't wait, you guys. Original action Yay. adventure film. We've talked about it on the pod before, but can we take a moment to talk about the textures in this film? Everything looks like so soft and so squishy. And I just want to like reach out and touch my screen. <laughs> I'm blown away by the animation per usual. Mm. Don Hall's mm. directing the film. We get the voice of Jake Gyllenhaal. I was like, wait, what? Jake Gyllenhaal? Like when I saw that Jake was doing the voice of Searcher, I was like, what? Amazing. So cool. So cool. Hopefully we can have him on the pod sometime soon. Just going to throw it out there. Thank mm. you. Thank you for putting it out in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to also check out the poster for the film. It has this like real throwback sci-fi feel creature from the Black Lagoony looking thing. <laughs> it looks great. Check out the trailer too on Walt Disney Animation Studios YouTube and the film releases November 23rd this year. Yay. Of course, we know that the animation studios, they are known for creating some of our best princesses and heroines. Well, there's a new princess in town. She is coming to Hulu on July 1st. It is The Princess. Definitely an adult trailer, I would say. There's a, there's a little bit of violence in it, but Joey King is a beautiful, strong-willed princess who just refuses to wed a cruel sociopath. I mean, please. I mean, if I had a penny for every time, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, goals. Yeah. So things do not, of course, go so super, but she, she is definitely kicking some butt in that trailer. So you can catch that on the 20th Century Studio socials. But again, it is a, a little more adult oriented. It is not a Snow White princess here. She's definitely a little bit more active, which I appreciate, but maybe small children might not. <laughs> 
And back to you over here with some company news. This is fun. The Walt Disney Company will be the exclusive entertainment sponsor of the 2022 Essence Festival of Culture. Oh, mm, love really me cool. some Essence Fest. Yeah, it's one of the, mm -hmm. the largest festivals in the country, drawing more than a half a million attendees, you guys, annually over the 4th of July weekend. This year, attendees are going to be experiencing the power of joy. Oh, love to hear it, love to see it. And the many ways Black joy reflects itself at Disney and the communities it touches. So really exciting partnership here happening. And you can get all the details at, of course, d23.com. Woohoo! Very cool. Speaking of cool, cool news <sighs> alert, literally. Disney on ice. <laughs> Ooh, I like what you yes. did there. See what you did there. <laughs> The latest Disney on Ice show is going to feature Frozen, very fitting, and Encanto. Woohoo! Wow, cool. Y'all, I'm a big Disney on Ice fan. I must admit, I've only been to one show and I will remember it for the rest of my life. Aww, I, I saw it as that. an adult too, so I'll remember it for the rest of my adult life. <laughs> Audiences can sing along to their favorite songs, watch truly world class ice skating, aerial acrobatics, and we'll get appearances from Mirabelle. And this is the only place where you can actually see the Madrigal family live, Anna and Elsa, Ooh. and of course, fan faves, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and so many more beloved characters. Olaf is going to narrate the Frozen story. Oh my gosh. Incredible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and audiences get to journey to Colombia, where Mirabelle is telling her tale of her amazing family and her journey to save her enchanted family home. The tour starts this fall in Florida. And you can find all the show dates at DisneyOnIce.com. Yay. Well, I love hearing about that. Ooh, but you know what I'm hearing now. What could it be? <gasps> it is time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend. Presented by our friends at State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit D23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Sherry, what's up first? Up first is Baymax Dreams, the season one and season two premiere on Disney+. Plus. It's a new series of shorts involving a dream simulation in which Baymax battles evil sheep. Been there. Bed bugs. I actually haven't. I'm not going to say I've been there because I haven't. And that's oh, no. pretty gross. <laughs> and different versions of himself. I'm so excited to see these shorts. That sounds adorable. Uh, well, coming up on Saturday, we have a new episode of The Ghost and Molly McGee on Disney Channel. So it's a whole Nair for a Day theme. Looking forward to that. And on Saturday at 8.50 p.m. on Freeform, Wally! Oh, my, my favorite, favorite movie! Yes. Oh, it's so, it is like such a phenomenal film. I love it so <laughs> much. Indeed. Yes. Uh, and then on Sunday, June 12th, why not celebrate the second anniversary of Artemis Fowl with a Ooh. reviewing of that film? And after that, why not listen to our audio podcast interview with Sir Kenneth Branagh? Because he directed mm. it and was a he was so interesting. Like he had yeah. great stories about Thor and all. I mean, he's done a lot more Disney than I had initially thought when we were about to interview him and mm -hmm. we got all into that. So anyway, Artemis Fowl, second anniversary Sunday. Love that. And finally, you guys, the perfect way to cap off your weekend, 
I'd say you can catch Time 100, the world's most influential people, Sunday, June 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC with host Simu Liu. How fun. And performances. I know, our guy. With performances by Mary J. Blige and Miranda Lambert. So fun and can't wait for this one on ABC. On to our guest, who for Disney, we have seen an Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Tomorrowland, The Village, and Modern Family. She will soon be seen in Hulu's reboot. And you can catch her this month in Disney Plus's follow-up to Stargirl, Hollywood Stargirl. Please welcome to the show, Judy Greer. Uh, we're so happy to have you. The movie is so charming. What was it like for you to come into the film after the character and the characters had been established already in the first Star Girl? Well, I was a little worried about taking over a role from someone, but I was told not to worry about it. So uh, <laughs> and the character I play in the first one has a smaller role. So, mm-hmm. but this role, like, She's so well developed for a supporting character. Like she's got her own arc, her own storyline. She's so interesting and layered. And I love her relationship with her daughter, Stargirl. But I also love that she is trying so hard to kind of have a do-over, you know, to like check the boxes that she made for herself when she was starting her life and her career. And I found as a woman, my age and myself included and so many of my friends, like we're all like evaluating, like, okay, like here's where we are and here's where we thought we were gonna be and here's where we wanna go. And so it's sort of like a coming of age story for her as well. Mm. Yes. Well, your character, Anna, she's had to endure some hardships in the film, to say the least. The movie is still so full of joy. What was it like filming? Oh my gosh, it was so fun. I loved hanging out every day with Julia Hart and and Grace is incredible. I mean, like Grace and Tyrell and Elijah, they just had like the best attitude and they were so like seeing Hollywood, seeing the city of Los Angeles, seeing making a movie through these young eyes again, like it was very inspiring to me. And it reminded me to not lose the joy in what I do for a living. I love that. And so (laughs) most of your scenes are with Grace Vanderwall. What was she like to work with? She's great. I mean, she's got so much energy. She's so fresh and she hasn't like had bad habits instilled in her yet. (laughs) 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 It's really refreshing to work with someone who's just like happy to be there and like give me a call. Also, I mean, can we talk for a second about both of our wardrobes in the movie? Like uh, hats off to Brian, like our costume designer killed it every single day I took a selfie of myself in the mirror of my trailer because I wanted to recreate every single outfit that my character wore and I bought so much of the stuff I wear in the movie because I was like oh my god this is how I want to be this is how I want to look and how I want to dress yes <laughs> if that wardrobe is ever for sale reach out to me I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll be there <laughs> it was yeah it's pretty stellar and definitely yeah I mean the costumes in a way tell their own story too which is great Marvel fans, of course, know you from the Ant-Man films. Yeah. What were those like to make? 
Well, I'm still crossing my fingers that my character will come back with a superpower. I talk to Peyton Reed, the director, about it all the time. Well, I try to all the time. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> Marvel movies, like, you know, staying at a fancy hotel. And I mean that in that, like, it's like high end, like, everything is the best it can be. And, and Ant-Man, I mean, because Ant-Man is like, a, I call it a comedy. Mm -hmm. It's a superhero movie, but it's funny. You can't make a movie with Paul Rudd and not have it be hilarious. So I feel like I kind of got the best superhero part of the franchise because not only are we, you know, like, getting rid of bad people but we're also like <laughs> making people laugh all the time so that was really fun and not what I expected when I went to go work on a Marvel movie yes okay well in the films you and Paul Rudd have a somewhat not totally awesome relationship <laughs> what was it like though working with him <laughs> So I can't really answer that question without talking about Bobby Cannavale because they're very best friends in real life. So oh. with two guys who are best friends with each other in real life is like, you just have to like stand back and like hope that the tears that are streaming out of your eyes because you're laughing so hard don't let them <laughs> Gave each, my husband would say, they gave each other a lot of corn. Um, <laughs> it's Disney, so I'm not going to say the word I'm thinking. But um, yeah, they were... <laughs> A lot of practical, maybe not practical jokes, but a lot of joking and a lot of behind the scenes antics, I will say, <laughs> that kept us all on our toes. Ant-Man antics. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not surprised. Well, uh, Judy, I mentioned this title in your intro, but early in your career, you co-starred in M. Night Shyamalan's thriller, The Village, which... Yeah while not a very Disney movie, was in fact a Disney movie. Oh, so yeah. what was it like making a film like that? Like, is set life fun? Is it serious? Did you have nightmares? Like, tell us everything. Oh, uh, yes, to all of it. Um, <laughs> it was super fun. It was super scary. I totally had nightmares. And <sighs> making that movie, I mean... It was a weird, not weird. It was an interesting experience because it's hard to think about making that movie without thinking of the time that we made it. So I can't remember the exact year, but it was like, it was before the writer's strike. It was before the 2008 sort of crash. And basically what I'm saying is it was like, they were still spending like tons of money on movies. So like, it was a massive production. Like we took over, they built a city on a piece of land in Pennsylvania we lived together in a bed and breakfast. We lived together, we worked together, we ate together at night. We had family meal after work every night. I mean, it was like nothing I've experienced before that and since because like a lot of things changed just in the world and economically and then within our own industry after shooting that movie that I didn't know at the time would ever go away. I was like, wow, this is this is a sweet spot. I'm going to keep doing this. Like, and, and, totally. and also something else that happened during that movie. Well, first of all, Roger Deakins shot that movie. So if you don't know who that is, like do yourself a favor and look him up. He's incredible. He also has a podcast with his wife now too, I believe. But anyway, he's an artist. So every day in our trailer, when you're an actor in your trailer, you get sides, which are the scenes from the script that you're going to shoot every day. So every day, not only would we get our sides in our trailer, but we would also get drawings of the shot list. So 
Wow. Every time I go to set, I would know exactly what we were shooting that day. Literally, like literally a night does not veer from that. He is so prepared. He knows exactly what he wants. He knows how he's cutting the movie. He knows everything going into it. So that's another thing that I haven't really experienced since. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's fun the other way too, when an actor or when a director is like, you know what, let's put the camera over here and see what happens. Like, I really like this angle. That doesn't happen on an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like he has it, at least the village. I haven't worked with him since, but he had it planned. And that's kind of nice. I, I like structure. So much of what I do is unstructured. So it was really a nice change. Oh, you appear just briefly in Tomorrowland as Britt Robertson's mom, but Brad Bird talks about you filming more scenes. Did you have fun memories from making it? Oh yeah. We did this really incredible special effects scene that I think it took like two or three days to shoot. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, I loved making that movie. I wanted to make that movie forever. I wish I wish I could have been there longer. It was a really big deal and a beautiful story to tell. And the script was just like, they wouldn't give me the script or email it to me. So I had to go to the casting director's office and sit in a room and read the script before I agreed to do the movie because that's what I spo you're supposed to do that, I guess. <laughs> Even though I was like, um, Tomorrowland, Brad Bird, Disney, yeah, I'm going to do it. My agent's like, go read the script. I'm like, okay. But the script was so beautiful. By the end of it, I was just like tears were coming down my face and I was really moved by it. Mm. Wow. Well, okay. Keeping it in the Disney family, you're going to be First. starring in Reboot for Hulu with Keegan-Michael and Johnny Knoxville. Speaking of Disney and of another cast member of Maraland, Keegan-Michael yes. Key. Yes. <laughs> what can you tell us about that show and your character? That show has been such a gift. We're close to done shooting the first season. It's called Reboot. And that's what it's about. We are a cast of people rebooting a show from the early 2000s that was a big success and then got canceled. And so, you know, it started out and it is a satire on how every show apparently is being reboot. I mean, is the well dry? There's no new ideas, but whatever. <laughs> so we're making fun of that a little bit, but it's actually really in a really beautiful way sort of morphed into as we've been shooting these episodes and getting new stories and new scripts it's morphed into this like really great story of people kind of getting a second chance and a second time around you know like oh if I could go back in time and do it differently I would totally do this like these people have that opportunity and so it's interesting to see like what they do and don't do with this opportunity and like how they've grown as people, some of them not as much. Um, mm -hmm. so I, <laughs> I play, my name is Brie Jensen, Brie Marie Jensen, and I'm the actress who starred in the original show. And so I've come back with the rest of the cast to reboot it 15 years later. Mm -hmm. ah, so much fun. Well, you live in Southern California with your family, just switch gears a bit. Are you Disneyland goers and do you have any go-tos? You're not going to like my answer. Okay, we can <laughs> skip this question then. Totally fine. I have actually never been to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World uh, oh. because I'm from Michigan. So that's like, so in Michigan, you go to Florida. Like that's, and then I always blame it on the fact that I didn't like have little tiny kids. I had stepkids and well, I can blame it on the fact of that. And they were kind of like, 
when I met them, they were like scaling back on the Disney trips. I work a lot. And oftentimes when people come to visit me, you know, people come to visit you when you live in Southern California, they want to go to Disney. And so I'm like, okay, great. You do that. And I will <laughs> not do that. And do <laughs> but it's also funny because my husband's like, you're a freak. How have you never been? Like, you have to go. And I now have four God kids. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with my God kids. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But also, like, now I'm like, well, I want that, like, VIP situation. Like, how do I get that? Like, how do I, because when I went to the Disney in Florida, I spent a day with a lovely woman who who ushered us onto the rides. And I was like, oh, this is how you do an amusement park. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we, I, I think you, you may be working with some people who can help. So, uh, okay. the whole, you know. Okay. I didn't hurt that I was working <laughs> Uh, all right well we are so sad to wrap this up but we we know you've got a very busy day so we have one last question we ask everyone this question what is your favorite disney memory oh i'm gonna say and i don't remember the year but i saw fantasia when i was a kid oh like a re-release you know how do you remember movie theaters um, <laughs> there used to be these yeah. places that everyone went like strangers went together <laughs> to watch a movie anyway and so they as you guys know more than anyone and they would you know re-release throughout my childhood like old disney movies and so this was when they re-released fantasia I'm an only child, so I was often kind of like with one parent or the other. And I and I remember my mom taking me to the movie theaters to see Fantasia. And we didn't go to a ton of movies when I was little, but but that one like prepared me for like laser light shows in high school and like some like trippy stuff in college. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. sometimes like, you know, like it was so beautiful and bananas and and I think that like kind of turned on a part of my imagination that I didn't know other people had like I was like oh like other people think like this too like it was life-changing to see that as a child for me Wow, that's a great answer. I love that. Yeah. Judy, thank you so much. This has been a delight. And congratulations on Hollywood Stargirl. And we cannot wait to see Reboot get booted up. And hopefully we will see you again very soon. I think we'll have a lot more to talk about in the future. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> We're all going to Disneyland. Okay. <laughs> you guys, in summary, I will never be over that The Village is a Disney film. <laughs> <laughs> Same. So yes, proud. it's like when people don't remember, like, Pretty Woman was a Disney film. There's like, you know, some cool ones. I, I, you know, I love it. I love it. Ah. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.